Welcome. This is Corinne Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. All right, you all, this year is a big year. It's the year that I'm turning 50, and I've made all sorts of declarations throughout the year, including of becoming a woman who takes extraordinary care of herself as well as celebrating my birthday all year long. And this is how you get to partake in it this year is the month of August, 2020. We have some specials that we're going to be offering you all. Make sure you are a subscriber with our newsletter at www.howshereallydoesit.com to get information about how you can partake in the celebration where you also get to benefit. So go to www.howshereallydoesit.com. Make sure you sign up. You'll get emails with things that are of value for you. All right, my friends. I'm thrilled that we can continue to celebrate my birthday and there can be something in it for you. You've often heard me say on this podcast, your relationship with yourself is the most important relationship in your life. It's the foundation for everything else. It's the foundation for what you have capacity to give to other people. It's the foundation of how you expect to be treated, how you treat yourself will allow others on how they treat you. It's also helps you create an environment where you're willing to show up and get really clear about where you're not willing to show up with this relationship that you create with yourself. One of the elements that I'm going to talk about today in creating a relationship with yourself is entrusting ourselves and how important that is to really trust ourselves. So my question for you is, do you know that you are someone who you can trust to get things done for you? Think about that. And if the answer is no, that's okay. We can learn, we can grow, we can cultivate a better relationship with ourselves. Learning to be reliable for ourselves is not something most of us have been taught to do right? And so we're going to invite judgment to just go take a nap. We don't need judgment here today. And for those of us who this may be really hard for to be reliable for ourselves, to know that we can trust ourselves to get things done, it may be because we've been culturally programmed to believe that we must put ourselves last, take care of everyone else first, and then magically create time for ourselves to get those things done that we need to get done. My friend, that is a version of Cinderella, right? It's a version of Cinderella where we have an evil stepmother, except in this case, we have two. We have the evil stepmother who is cultural programming of put yourself last. Once you get done with this list, then you can finally go off to the ball, except we're going to constantly dump stuff onto you so you can never make it to the ball. And then the second evil stepmother 
I don't even like that term, but the second will stick with this fairy tale metaphor, right? The second evil stepmother is the identity that we've taken on of not allowing ourselves to be in the front of our own lines, right? To be on the top of our own list, to be our own priorities, because we don't want to be entitled or too much. So then we put ourselves down on the bottom of the list. So here's the thing. It's not an either or, and there is absolute context with any given statement. So it's not about put yourself on the list and screw everybody else. That's what we're talking about. There's context, right? It's back to being reliable with ourselves and putting ourselves first on the list, Because when we do that and we take care of ourselves, we also realize there's a ripple effect to others because we are all connected. The either or the zero sum game forgets that there's a connection and what I may do will impact others, right? So it's not about an either or, it's an and. Put yourself first and take care of others. Put yourself first So you are filled up and can support others. It's about rising up together versus I win, you lose. And this trust in knowing that we will take care of ourselves and do what we say, it's also about building a relationship where we are reliable in doing what we say we will do for ourselves. We are reliable in doing what we say we'll do when nobody is watching. One of the ways to do this is to create a relationship with yourself that if you write something down, it will get done. This is one of my favorite things. Sometimes it feels like magic. I'll look at that list and I'll be like, holy moly, everything's been checked off. That's like magic. But what's happened is over time, I've created this relationship with myself where I've learned to write things down. I trust myself that it will get done. And I go about doing my things and I check off the boxes as I get them done. And then I look and it's all done. And it seems like magic. So it was once almost overwhelming, not quite overwhelming of how am I going to do all this, but not even asking that question because how is a dream stealer, you guys, right? Instead, I would just write down the things that need to get done, or I wanted to get done, or must get done, or other people wanted me to get done, or the deadlines because I didn't like the consequences of not doing them. Put them down on my list. Go about doing the things that need to get done, checking them off as I go along, and then that's where the magic happens. It like magically happens. But really, There's just less drama because I'm not arguing with reality and I'm not saying, how's it going to get done or thinking that this shouldn't be happening. All of that is dirty pain and it takes a lot of energy and it's exhausting. So writing things down, creating a relationship with yourself where you trust yourself, where you're reliable to yourself. And one of the ways I'm talking about today with you is writing things down. Because here's the thing, our brains have a lot to do. They have a lot of work, right? They have one really, really big job, and that's to keep us alive. So it keeps our body moving, it keeps it functioning, right? Our brain is constantly working. When we're sleeping, our brain is working, 
right? And then we overload it with all these things we need to remember. And then we overload it by being overstimulated with technology, with the internet, with being constantly pinged. And then we're saying, okay, don't forget this. Oh crap, I must remember that. What was that I needed to do? This is like the dialogue of so many people's brains. When you write things down, it's a beautiful way to relieve some of the pressure on the brain. And then now that you have a place to write it down, you can circle back instead of invisibly juggling it all in your brain. It's so freeing. And I had so much resistance for years. I was like, no, I'm not going to write it down. I wrote it on a post-it. Then I couldn't find the post-it. That'd be a whole shit show. But like learning and creating a deliberate practice of writing things down has given me so much freedom. And that's my invitation for you. Okay. Maybe you're one of those people, raise your hand, who likes to write things down on a to-do list after you've already done it. So you can go back and check it off and be like, look at me, I did all this. I get that. And that's kind of rewarding and satisfying. And it's a dopamine hit. And if you want a really lasting dopamine hit, write it down ahead of time, get it done. And then you become so proud of yourself. And that, my friend, is lasting. That's what we truly desire. So if you write it down afterwards, we're not judging. Remember, judgment's taking a nap. What we're doing is getting it written down ahead of time so that you create this relationship with yourself where you do what you say you're going to do, where you use the paper, a journal, a planner, a notepad as your backup brain for the non-important things, right? The important things is keeping your body alive. The non-important things are all those to-do lists that have a significance, but not as significant as keeping your body alive. So creating a relationship with yourself in a forward moving manner, instead of backwards of, oh, well, I did this and I didn't add on my to-do list. So now I'm going to go and check it. It's so much more self-satisfying when we create it in a forward moving manner. You're not going to do this perfectly. You may know it. You'll forget. Don't beat yourself up. Keep practicing. This habit will get better because you're building a relationship with yourself where you can trust you. And isn't that what we want? We want to know that we can trust ourselves, that we can count on ourselves, that we have our own back, that we're reliable. And we want to know that when we have this list of overwhelming things, that we can do it because we typically get things done. So here's one of my favorite approaches, especially when I'm on the verge of feeling overwhelmed. Because when we feel overwhelmed, the research shows that we typically need to stop because we just really can't function. So before you get to overwhelm, my invitation for you is, you know, when you wake up, especially if you're coming back from vacation or it's that Monday morning and you're like, oh my gosh, this week is unbearable or this day is unbearable, get a notepad. And when I'm talking about notepad, like an eight and a half by 11, a legal side, something that's long, that's got a lot of space because you want to do a brain dump, write everything down, just write one thing per line, write it down. Nothing is too small. Write down the big stuff as well. And make sure you leave some space for the small steps that are going to need to happen that you may not have five hours to get that big thing done. But what are some of the things that you can do to start creating that checklist that you can get done? 
keep writing. Then once you have that list, circle back to that list, circle back, go through it and start the important ones, right? Or maybe the ones that are crisis or high priority and just notice and your body's going to want to freak out and want to say, I don't have time for the rest of this. I've got to keep moving. Give yourself a few more minutes, take some deep breaths and continue on with this practice. Then go back and sweep through the list again for the third time. And this time, write down on those important ones, crisis or high priorities, write down the deadlines. When is the absolute must be done date? From this point, go take a look at your calendar. Where can you book this job, this to-do item that you can get it done? And notice, do you underestimate how long it's going to take you where it's going to unravel other things? Or are you able to identify and stick to the amount of time that you are going to give it. There's no judgment. Just know if you're not so good at being able to identify or you're like, I'm not sure I'm putting two hours, but I'm always seem to go two and a half. My invitation is give yourself four. If you don't have four, you're like, Karen, that's ridiculous. Give yourself three. You may need some wiggly squiggly time in the chair before you can go into that deep predictivity mode. And when you have that wiggly squiggly time and you don't have space for it, that's when that self-hating and the berating happen. So give yourself that space. We're not machines. Okay. So book it on your calendar. And then when you do it, do your check mark. I love to do it because then when I do this, I go through my week and go, okay, oh, I've already got these, you know, three big items that's it. Nothing big, only little things. Where else in the week can I add it in? And I put it down. Now, remember how we said that judgment is taking a nap. Now, when you do complete it, put a check. When you don't complete it for that day that you've assigned it to yourself, this is what's really important. Draw an arrow and then carry it over to another day. Find a spot. Maybe it doesn't go into the next day because that day may already be planned in full. But what's the day that you can put it into that still meets the deadline and the responsibilities that it needs to? The key is to not beat yourself up or judge yourself. And as you do this and over time and each week, you'll notice that you become a person who writes things down and gets it done. So my friend, remember, you're not more worthy because you get a lot done or because you have a check next to everything on your list. I find that the list is always ever growing, (laughs) always ever growing. And the fairy tale that we're all trying to live to is one day when we've really got our shit together, we won't have a list. That my friend is magical thinking. There's always more to do. And the key to growth is to be discerning, knowing what really needs to be done, what is truly not necessary, and what can be scheduled for a later time. Knowing this allows you to build a relationship with yourself where you trust yourself. Know that you'll get things done most of the time and that you can rely on yourself. And this also allows you to let go of the urgency that you must do it all right now. Otherwise, you'll forget. We don't need to, nor do we have the capacity to have everything be a crisis, especially when it's not. Write things down, 
review it, check off what you need to get done, move to another time to get it done, and notice the relationship you cultivate with yourself. It's satisfying and rewarding. And when you have a relationship with yourself where you feel satisfied and rewarded, then what do you have to give others? I'm smelling big for you. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short, they're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway so you can incorporate this into your life because people often want to know what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box.